Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the Lineup Media Studios in beautiful downtown Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, season number three, show number 22, recorded Monday, August 1st, 2022. Thanks to partners Cassens. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office, Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East. I'm Dave Leip. Show number 22 features a lot of guests, a lot of talent, a lot of fame. Starting with guest number one, Ray Sean Taylor, Cougar basketball player. Guest number two, we're talking more hoops with Waterloo Hoops, Waterloo Bulldogs basketball coach, Alan Seidel. Is that what we agreed on, Rayshon? I don't really know. I'm just I'm going with the flow. We're going to say Seidel or Seidel. Coach of the Bulldogs and his one of his star hoopers, Alex Stell. Guest number three, Lindsey Eversmeyer. And guest number four, Paul Nicoluzzi and Sierra Draper. We're going to be talking bodybuilding with those two. Three things you can do to help. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. You know it's free, Sean Taylor? Did you know it's free to subscribe to this podcast? Free, free to subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe to them. What would you say to somebody who didn't subscribe to the Metro Esports podcast? You're missing out. Uh, there's a lot of uh, athletes over here and stories you want to hear and people you want to know about. Starting with you going back to your senior year of high school when you took over the hoop scene. I yep. can't remember. What team did you play for? Collinsville Chaos. Right down the road. Uh, Edwardsville rival, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, senior year was a crazy basketball experience for me and some of the most fun I had playing basketball in my life. You know I'm kidding you. You know I, you know I, I remember you, know. you played. I know you know. And number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms. You know you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can follow Rayshon on Twitter at Rayballin. Three, Rayballin three. Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. I got to get this. Sh- I got to start getting these shows up on YouTube because I'm just looking great these days. And number three, if you have a story idea, you can email me at mespdave at gmail.com. Remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, high school team, you name it. To nominate a team of the month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put team of the month in the subject line. All right. Welcome back for appearance number three on the show. Appearance number three. Rayshon Taylor. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, coming back from injury, uh, doing a lot of things, uh, just having fun, really. How about you? I'm good. I just finished hosting that uh, pro tennis tournament, which is super busy and had lots of tennis, 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 tennis. But you are coming back from a second major injury. Your first major injury was in the fall of your freshman year. Am I right? Summer. 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 Yeah, summer of my freshman year. Rising freshman year. Yep. Knocked you out for your freshman year. Indeed. You played this year. You were rolling. Yeah, um, got hurt around uh, the end of January, I believe. 
um, right into the next month, February. Because on the 29th of January, you had 25 points. On the 27th of January, you had 26 points. Yeah, it was the 29th. That's when I got that's when I got injured, 29th. So on the 29th of January against SEMO, mm-hmm. a loss for the team, 85-77. But you were averaging, you were having an awesome year. And I believe you were player of the week twice in the conference. I thought I, I, I saw that I posted. I, see, I, don't, I don't have a clue. Averaging 17, 18 points a game, five rebounds, three assists. You were killing it. Yeah, I was having a pretty good uh, individual year. Uh, obviously, I want to uh, get more wins while doing that. But the uh, main thing is try to stay healthy. That's the main thing. And what was specifically the injury on the 29th? Uh, Torres, yeah. Same knee? Uh, same, same in my right, right knee, yep. How about now? What are you doing right now? How is the knee? Uh, it's doing good. Um, I'm back on my feet pretty quick, honestly, uh, about five months out of surgery. And uh, today, I, I would say today, I probably have my best uh, shooting workout yet. Are you scrimmaging? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not contact yet. I'm all non-contact. When are you scheduled to be back to normal? Are you uh, shooting for October? Yeah, it's around October. That's probably around when I'll be 100%. But, I mean, it's all in the mind. So, whatever my – if my mind allows me to play, I could play. If not, then I have to wait a little bit longer. But I should be ready by the season. What are you doing right now besides shooting? You said you had your best day shooting today. Yeah. What else are you doing besides shooting? Um, I'm working out hard in the weight room every day, still doing therapy. Um, and I'm I'm running back on my feet. Uh sprints, stuff like that, uh, trying to get my conditioning right. Change the direction? I changed the direction, yep. Uh, started that maybe a couple of weeks ago and continuing it now. And I'm doing good right now. So hopefully I continue. See, everybody wants to be a college athlete. Everybody wants to be an athlete. But who wants to go through lonely workout after lonely workout of physical therapy? Uh, nobody, to be honest. Nobody wants to do it, but... Um, it's power of the mind. So I'm keeping my hopes up. Uh, my mind is right, and I know what I want to be. So what do you want to be? Working to get there. Uh, player of the year. That's what I want to be this year. I want to be player of the year. Conference player of the year. Conference player of the year. What do you want the team to be? Uh, OVC champs and NCAA tournament bound. I want to go dancing. That's all I want to do. How does the team look? Uh, they look good. Um. I mean, obviously, I've been watching uh, since the beginning of the summer, and we just finished summer workouts uh, last week. And I would say the team the team looks good, coming together. Um, we learn how to play with each other still, of course. Everybody learning the plays. So uh, we definitely locking in. Coach Barone doing a great job. Whole coach staff, Colin Snyder, everybody doing a great job. So that's what we're going to try to do. How's college life? Uh, it's cool. You know, a lot of uh, – a lot of free time when you're not playing. But when you play, I mean, it's busy, but it's, uh, it's basketball. It's what I want to do, so it's all good. What do you mean you want to do it? Is this what you want to do after college? This is what I want to do after college. I'll be a basketball player. Are you making sacrifices to do that, to fulfill your dream? Are there things that you have to give up that you see other, you see other kids you know going and doing this, going and doing that, but if you're going to be a pro basketball player, do you have to give some things up? 
Yeah, you got to give some things up. You got to sacrifice uh, your time, really, being in the gym. It's a lot of things. and But one of the things about me, I love to be in the gym. That's one of my favorite things to do. So. Okay. You said the coaching staff is good. Be more specific. What's it like to play for Coach Baroni? What is it? Hashtag FawFam. Find a way family. What's that mean? Um, uh, find a way. Uh, FawFam family is find a way family. That's basically what it is. Um, basically, exactly what says is what it means. Like, in adversity, you find a way. You find a way to finish this do this, like, just find a way to do it. And what it's like playing for Coach Baroni is, um, like, it's loyalty, really. Like, like I know I know he working just as hard as me, and we just doing different things. And, like, it's fun playing for him, and he lets me be free, things like that. So, and I know he's going to coach me hard. He ain't scared to say nothing. He's going to say what's on his mind, and I respect that. How is college ball different from high school ball? Obviously, the players are bigger, faster, stronger. But how else is the game different for you? Um, the game is faster. It's a shot clock in um, college basketball. And I say another thing that's different is just, like, the pace of the game. And obviously, the players are way better. So, I mean, if you leave a player open for three in college, you might as well just put three points on the board. Like, in high school, you might get away uh, a couple lapses and stuff like that. But in college, they're going to make you pay. That's the main thing. And it's a it's structured. A um, lot of plays in it. Uh, but you also got to be able to go hoop. And that's, that's, a, that's a key component of college basketball. So you now are playing with legendary Edwardsville High School Tiger coach Mike Waldo. Yes, I am. And he's got a shot clock now in college basketball, and he was famous for holding out those four corners for an entire half. We talk about that all the time. What's he say about it? Uh, I mean, I, crazy thing is he like he likes the shot clock. Like, he say it again. He likes the shot clock. It's just. Did you hear that, Metro East? <laughs> because you know everybody in the Metro East is wondering what is Mike Wal. You play with Mike Waldo. What's he say about the shot clock? It's say he likes the shot clock. He he likes the shot clock, but. In high school basketball, he's going to use it to his advantage. Like, he's trying to win. And I started to learn that once I got to college, I understood that. But when I was in high school, like, just like everybody else, I didn't like playing against Coach Waldo either. Like, um, I remember one game they beat us. It was my sophomore year. And they held the ball the last six minutes and hit a buzzer beater, like, to win the game. And that was, like, one of them losses where, like, you just felt like, you got cheated. Like, you felt terrible after the game. I talked to all my teammates. Like, it was just – that was a hard loss to take. And so when I got to college, I mean, I realized he actually does like the shot clock. I talk to him every day. I talk to him today, like, for a good minute uh, about social media and stuff like that. It's just – I love playing with Coach Waldo. And, like, he's a great person, just like everybody knows. What's Coach Waldo say about social media? Can you share what he said? And do you talk to him a lot? Yeah, I talk to him all the time. I talk to Coach Waldo pretty much every day. Um, Is it, are these basketball talks? Are these life talks? Everything. Life, basketball, anything. And if you got a question for him, he'll answer your question. Do you think people in the Metro East are going to be surprised to hear you say that you and Coach Waldo are tight and he's a guy that you vibe with on a personal level? If they're talking in terms of basketball, maybe. But as a person, everybody knows Coach Waldo is a great person. Like, 
Do you, I don't think everybody knows that. I think people. I think for a lot of people, it's just here's this yeah. maniac on the sideline. That's if you know him, right? If you know him, know him. If you know him, and I know him from too. Basketball, and you watching? Yeah, you might be. You might be surprised. And I think that's the mistake that people make all the time in sports. All the time. They see somebody like, and it's a misconception. And that's what kind of what we talked about with this social media is like. Because Waldo asked me like. So the people like make accounts and hide behind them and say certain things. I'm like, yeah, they do. Like that happens on social media all the time. Because I was telling them about a, a couple of stories. Like I had a, a few people like DM me and tell me like I'm injured all the time and comment on my pictures like I'm OVC leader injury stuff like that. And Coach Waldo was basically saying like that's what people do. Like they hide behind them. Because I guess where the conversation came from is he was in a weight room and he's lifting and he's wondering like. Why are kids always on their phone when he's trying to get done, but they in his way because they're on their phone? And I was telling him, like, it's social media. Like, they either they probably Snapchatting somebody, telling them that they're working out, or they on Instagram posting that they're working out. And he's like, why do, why do people care about what other, thing, other people think? I'm like, sometimes people use it for themselves, too. Like, sometimes it can be a therapy thing. Like, you're getting something off your chest. So there's just a lot of stuff we was talking about. We was talking about the good of social media and the bad side of social media. Like, it has its pros and cons. How do we follow Coach Waldo on Instagram? <laughs> I don't think you can think you do that. <laughs> I don't think you can do that one. So people are commenting to you, sending you nasty messages. And has anybody talked to you about that besides Coach Waldo? Has the school given you any kind of training for that? Nah, because I don't, like, I don't really mind it. I don't really care about it. Like, if... Usually these are like accounts people hide behind. It, right. Like I can't take it serious. It's just social media at the end of the day. And like, the better you like get, I'm gonna be happy about the good messages. Like I'm not about to just be crying about all the bad. Like it, it's ways, but it's like this is good. I don't get a lot of bad things on social media. That's I don't usually get that. But when I do, I mean it is what it is. I'm Did you get them in high school? Yeah, I got them a little bit in high school. Uh, actually, my senior year. Uh, you know, we went maybe our first 23 games, something like that. I remember we lost one game. I had people, like, DM me on Twitter. And, like, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I usually tell my teammates to stay off of it. Like, if you can't deal with it, then don't go in there. But I I could deal with it. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm still going to be the same person the next day. It's sad. Yeah, but it really, I don't mind. And it should be against the law for kids. Like, like when so, you're a high school kid, you shouldn't have to read that. But as a college athlete, the better you get, the more you're going to get it. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, it's pretty much funny to me. I don't really mind it. Like, I pinned the comments, like, overseas leader uh, and injuries or something. I pinned the comment. Like, it's all fun and games. I don't really care. Well, I think it's, I think it's sad. I think it's sad if you don't own up to something and you're, you know, like Coach Waldo was telling you, you know, you, you're going to be a big man behind a, you're a keyboard keyboard tough guy. Keyboard warrior, that's what they say. That's what they say. All right. How was it playing at the Vidala Bean Center? It took uh, me five years to be able to say Vidala Bean. It's fun. I actually played there before uh, a few times. Like freshman and sophomore year, we played there against O'Fallon. So I actually played against uh, Jalen Hodge on my team now. Um, but I played there in the summer league before. So it's just like, it's just, like normal to me. I played there before. It's like, you know. All right. 
Tell us what we got to look forward to this year. And I guess your first game is going to be in October, November, November, November 7th, I believe is our first no pre games in October or nothing like that, that we can go see. Nah. Okay. I don't believe so. So we're looking forward to a healthy Rayshon in November. Yep. Right. Yep, that's Good. what I'm looking forward to. Like I'm have my mind there. I'm pushing for something. So that's what I'm going to try to do. And we're going to pack the bean in support of the Cougars this year. That's what we're trying to do. But we got to bring some wins. That's that's on us too. So. And what's the flavor of basketball? What do we, what should we expect to see? Oh, uh, we uh, we we got speed this year. I tell you that. Like, uh, we get up and down the court. Uh, we got some hard nosed players. We gonna defend. We gonna play hard. And at the end of the day, it's all about getting buckets. So we gonna do that too. That's a fun. All right, Rayshon. Thanks so much for coming by. I'm gonna be rooting for you. It's always a pleasure to see every. Everybody I know who knows you likes you, and I can see why. So keep up the good work. And what are you studying? I appreciate that. And, um, psychology. Psychology. And a minor in sports psychology. Anyway, cool. And like I said, everybody that I know that, that knows you thinks you're a stand-up guy and a nice guy and a humble guy and a good leader. And if you DM this guy something bad, you're a terrible person. <laughs> this is all good. I appreciate that. Talking Waterloo Bulldog basketball up next with Coach Alan Seedley and star rising sophomore Alex Stell. But first, everybody loves Bulldog basketball, obviously. But you know what everybody hates? Everybody hates waiting in line at waiting in line at the DMV, and now you don't have to. Go see the state certified experts at Rosenthal License Service for all your licensing needs, including title work for cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, campers, RVs. And trailers located in Edwardsville in the Montclair shopping plaza right across from the DMV Rosenthal is a local family owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast friendly service and they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends at Rosenthal license service or give them a call at 656 61 Six three, tell John and Francis I sent you. That's that. All right, Bulldogs, welcome to the uh, show. Thank you, thank you for having us on. I just realized there's two Bulldogs in your conference, Highland and Waterloo. Yes, yes. I didn't. I, I never thought about that. I'm kind of dumb. Big, big Bulldog uh, rival, so it's it, it's always fun to play with them and um, you know kind of see you know which. Uh, you know, which one's the best bulldog? Who the best bulldog is. Okay, we're with Alex Stell. How tall are you? 6'8". Uh, How often do you get that question? Uh, way too much. Are you still growing? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> he, believe it or not, he's got an older brother that's uh, about 6'11". So he's definitely still growing. Wow. Saw dad out there. What's his name? Joe. Joe. And Joe's a tall guy. So obviously length runs in the family, and that's a good thing. Yes. So was it just a given that you were always going to be a basketball player? Not really. My dad and brother never played. But really? No. So the six eleven kid never played. No. Okay. So when did you start playing basketball? Uh, I didn't. I played my whole life, but I didn't like really start until like going into my eighth grade year. Like when I started playing AAU and everything. Cool. He he used to believe it or not. He used to tell me the stories that he used to be a big uh, soccer player. <laughs> Tall, lengthy soccer player. And I said, Alex, there's, there's no way you're making a move getting by anybody in soccer. I would have put you in goal. <laughs> yes. Right? I don't even remember what position I played, but I only played one year. Didn't like it? No. And then it was basketball ever since? I played football, too. 
didn't like it. I played up until this year, but I'm not going to play this year. Okay, so you played last year. You played as a freshman. Yeah. No more football. No. Why not? I just I, don't know, I just stick to basketball. It's your number one sport. You had a great freshman year. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about last year, Coach. You had the, the Bulldogs, the Waterloo Bulldogs had a fantastic year. You said you tied a school record for wins in the conference? Yes, wins in the conference. Um, won 18 games for the first time since, I think it was 2007. Um, 18 and 15, 8 and 3 in the Mississippi Valley Conference. Yes, very, very tough conference too as well. And the conference was won by Muscuda. Muscuda. They went uh, two years in a row undefeated. But Triad is strong. Triad is very strong. This upcoming year, Triad and Highland are the two strongest, but Muscuda is going to be very tough as well. Civic's got a new coach. Uh, they're going to be good. And then Georgiaville is always good too as well. Okay. So let's talk, about, let's talk about the young man to your right. He comes in as a freshman and immediately becomes what you'd have to call an impact player on the team. Yes, and we didn't – we knew coming into his freshman year, he was a tall player. He'd give us the length. Um, I didn't know that he'd be able to give us the minutes and the points and kind of the the everyday, um, you know, type of player they became his freshman year. So it was really good to see you know him become you know coming in as a freshman, then also playing, starting, and then kind of holding his own and separating himself you know throughout his uh, freshman year. Currently ranked top two forty in your class. Yes, as a as a sophomore, and you expect that number to go up. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he's he's playing with the Jets this past year. Had a really good AU season. Um, a lot of eyes are on him. A lot of coaches are getting noticed. Um, him and you know he'll have a you know big sophomore year coming up. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about last year. You competed well for the conference, but you lost some players. Talk about what we should expect from the Bulldogs this year coming up. Yeah, we, we lost a lot. Alex was the only uh, underclassman that started for us uh, for the entire year. We had 10 seniors that we lost. Um, a couple of those seniors have started since their freshman and sophomore year. So um, we've got a really young class. We've got one uh, incoming senior. The rest are going to be juniors and sophomores. Um, we had a really, really good summer. Um, I could honestly say as a coach, you know, our players showed up every single day. They, they've worked out extremely hard. I'm excited this upcoming year. We don't look like we've got the experience with maybe the top players coming back, but I think I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Alex, as a freshman, nobody expected you to be a leader. Nobody expected you to come in and say, "Okay, guys, here's how the here's how this is going to go." Nobody expected you to 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 speak up when the going gets tough. But as a sophomore and as the returning player with the most experience, people are going to be looking at you to lead this team. Are you ready for that? Yeah. I think having the most experience on the team, I have to be able to. So. Is this going to change basketball for you? Because now you're going to have locker room responsibilities and you're going to have team responsibilities. And last year you just had to worry about you on the court and the team. Is this something that you're looking forward to or is this something that you're kind of worried about? I'm looking forward to it. It's like a new role to pick up. I didn't really have it last year because it's on the seniors. So. I'm think, I told you, what do you think? You think it'll be, think this kid's a natural leader? He, he is. Um, you know, he's one of the first ones in the gym. He shows up. He plays hard, practices hard. Um, he's always going to give you um, more than what you ask for. Um, so just him coming to, uh, you know, kind of showing, you know, these underclassmen and these other kids playing is going to do the work. But he is learning to speak up more. He is learning, you know, that aspect of it of of how to get other, you know, uh, your other teammates better and such. Okay, what are you good at on the basketball floor? Like, what are your strengths? Uh, definitely rebounding. Defense and scoring in the paint. Okay, makes sense. And what are you working on? 
uh, my leadership role like we just talked about in outside shooting. Perimeter shooting. I think this year you should be allowed to shoot the three whenever you want to, Alex. That's just me, though. That's just me coaching. Coach, are you gonna are you gonna give this kid the green light when he gets the ball outside the three point arc? Well, look, what's funny is so I get to see Alex every single day. I get to see him practice. I get to see him shoot. And you know, most fans that don't get to see him every single day just see you know a tall kid that scores mostly in the point, but he can actually shoot the ball extremely well. Um, we let him do it last year. There's occasion where he would make a couple threes and such. Um, There's a, a funny time in um, one of the holiday tournaments. We're in the Columbia Freeburg Holiday Tournament. He asked me during the timeout, "Hey, coach, they're playing off me. Can I shoot this three? I said, "If you're open, shoot it." So very next possession, we get out of the timeout. He catches it. They're they're not guarding him out there. He looks right at me. I give him the little nod. Made the shot. You know, three. Um, there's just a cool little moment there. But we are expecting him to stretch out the floor this upcoming year. What would you rather do, dunk it or make a three? Uh, probably make a three. Gets like more points. Yeah. Duh. Right? Dumb, kind of a dumb question, but a good dunk, though, can really rev up a crowd, too, and can really change the complexion or change the feel momentum, right? Yes. Sometimes I think that. So that's the only reason. That's the only time when I guess you'd, you'd want that. All right. What are you most looking forward to this next season? I think, I think we have. Nobody's think we're gonna do this good this year, but I think it will shock a lot of people. Love it. All right, Coach Allen Seedley, are you a teacher at Waterloo? No, no, I'm not. I did not work at the school uh, the, with the school district. So how did you fall into this job? Well, first out of college, I used to coach at uh, Linwood Belleville, so I did that for about seven years. Uh, did college, um, men or women? Uh, men. Okay. Um, so I was the uh, recruit, assistant coach recruiting coordinator there at Linwood Belvo. Loved it. Um, that's what I really wanted to do was, was coaching. And Where then, are you from? Uh, Waterloo, Illinois. Okay. So, Did you play uh, in high school? Yes. Yes, played in high school. Wasn't a very good player. Wasn't very talented, but I knew I wanted to coach. So I, I found my way to a um, basketball team in college. Found my way just Where? to uh, Fompon for the first two years. Fompon University, Division Three. Then I actually transferred um, the, the assistant coach there, Coach Spenner, got the job at um, Linwood Belva, went there for two years, played under him for two years, and then coached there for uh, another seven years. Awesome. Yeah. So what is your full-time job? So I sell laboratory equipment um, to you know, all segments, but universities, um, research companies, anything that, that, that deals with the lab, I sell. You can sell me a Bunsen burner? Oh, yeah. I could sell anything. Can you sell me a microscope? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got into the job not knowing what, you know, 90% of these, you know, these items were, you know, a pipette tip, a pipetter and such like that. So when I got into this job about four or five years ago and learning this industry and it's kind of a change. And then when COVID hit, it was actually really fascinating because, you know, I get to meet with these PIs that were dealing with this research of COVID and such, kind of getting their, their you know, thoughts of it and such. All right, Alex, and I'm, I, I know how you got into basketball. Those basketball coaches took one look at you, and they were like, come on, dude, you got to try this. What about volleyball? Have you ever thought about playing volleyball in the spring? Uh, Does Waterloo really. have a boys, basketball, a boys volleyball team? No. I think that would be a great fit for you, man. You'd be awesome at that sport. Yeah, I was thinking about playing a couple summers ago, but I never did. Yeah, you'd be good at it. So you played a lot of hoops this summer, AAU. You played for the Jets. What are you doing this fall to get ready for basketball? Uh, a lot of shots and – Jets Fall League, we have that, and then just shooting after school, before school. And school starts in about two weeks. Yeah. And you love school. 
Definitely. What subject are you most looking forward to seeing? Uh, probably math. Good for you. You want to study math? You want to be an engineer or something like that maybe after after high school? I'm, after I'm after not your sure playing yet. career is done? Hmm. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming in here tonight. And uh, what game are we circling on the calendar for 2023? Uh, first game of the year. Um, first game of the year. Um, next game up, but then also against our um, you know, in-town rivals with uh, Warlord Jabot. So it'll be a good game. Because you guys always sprinkle in a, a pretty he- healthy mixture of uh, what I would call the bigger schools. I feel like you do. Well, yeah, we're trying to um, add more and more uh, of, the, of the bigger schools. Right now, we're um, class three A, um, and trying to get more of the four A schools. So we did add Edwardsville um, to a game this year. We're going to go at um, to Edwardsville to play with uh, play against them, and then we got into a a good shootout playing uh, Viani this year. Okay, yeah. So a shootout at Viani. Uh, it's actually going to be at Altoff. Uh, the Jets organization is going to be hosting it. Um, get some of the bigger um, Illinois, Missouri teams. Is this a new concept? Yes, yes. Okay, I was going to say because it, it feels like it feels like the Jets haven't sponsored anything uh, before during a high school season, so that this would be kind of a unique thing. I think they did one this past year at Mount Vernon High School, yeah. and they got you know they play maybe eight eight games or so, get some of the bigger uh, schools and the Illinois, Missouri side. Alec, what's what's it like playing for Coach Seedley? I love playing for Coach. Into it, always at practice. Cheers us on. Can't really complain. What's it like? To, you can tell him the bad stuff. You know, I tell him the bad I stuff. I don't have bad. <laughs> any any technicals last year? Uh, no, no. I, I I really try not to get on the rest or anything like that. I, I do my best to try to you know stay cool. I'm a big believer on, you know. You can obviously have a conversation of what you think you saw or what might have been, but there's really no change in the call. So I, I try my best to, you know, not give um, you know any tease or anything like that. That's not going to help you in the long run anyway, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's very true. Yeah, it's always next play, and I try to show our guys and teach our guys that too as well. That you know, there's, you're never going to change a foul foul call. Um, yeah. You know, next play, whatever the the call is, you know, you can talk to the ref and whatnot, but um, just move on and, and next play and. That's how I kind of coach, so I kind of try to show that demeanor too as well. I feel like last year you were able to sneak up on teams a little bit with Alex. They weren't ready to prepare for him. He was in eighth grade the year before. Maybe they knew he was coming. Maybe they didn't. But this year they know he's coming. Yes. Are you going to have to adjust? Yeah, yeah, a ton. We're going to add a couple different looks, different offenses, obviously different plays or whatnot. But, you know, He's going to have to learn how to play, and so of our players too as well. Is you know he's going to get a lot of fronts, a lot of double teams, a lot of digs, and stuff like that. So we got to kind of find ways to obviously try to get him the ball, but then also um, not force it. You know, run our offense, make it um, extremely easy to get it to him. You know, if it takes an extra pass, three passes, four passes, um, that's the way we're going to uh, have to play this year. What's the trademark of a Allen Seedley? coached basketball team what should I expect no matter where you go no matter where you coach no matter where you're coaching what are your what are your what's your brand of basketball look like um discipline but then hopefully you know people see our guys play hard I'm a big believer on control what you can't control um so you know go out there show emotion play hard show with effort uh big talk on uh defense and offense uh big communication um so if we do those things you know we'll do fine coach Alan Seedley, rising sophomore center 
Alex Stell, guys, thanks so much for coming by. Do the do the Waterloo Bulldogs bark? Roof, roof. Any, any, nothing like that? No. Right. I tell them my defense to do it all the time. Bark at them. They won't do it? <laughs> no, some guys do. We'll get a couple barks on the bench, too, as well. All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming by. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Guest number three, we're going to talk to soccer legend Lindsey Eversmeyer. But first, thanks to partner Cassens Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Cassens Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassens.com. Cassens has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not purchase a car anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. All right, welcome to the show, Coach Eversmeyer. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Well, I mean, I called you a big deal, a legend, because, I mean, you are the first woman to play in the MISL. Yes. Is that the yeah. first thing that people learn when they when they Google search you? Uh, probably when they Google search me, yes. That's probably the one thing that will pop up first. But you're so much more than that. I, I guess so. I just feel like I'm a normal person doing what I love, you know? So, so what are you doing right yeah. now? So I am now, I just got hired as the head men's soccer coach at Southwestern Illinois College. So I'm super excited about, and that is all I'm doing. I was last year, I was coaching four teams. I decided I need to wipe a lot of that out and um, focus a little bit more on my family and just have one job. So that's all I'm doing now. Have you coached a guy's college team before? No. No, okay. I don't think many women have, to be honest with you. Um, I only know of two others in the entire country. I think I possibly might be the first one ever in St. Louis. Um, but no, I, that's, yeah, I, that's, I'm just that. That's all I know. So, but yeah. you played professionally yes. with men. Correct. So playing with the guys isn't something that seems to phase you. And this doesn't seem, this obviously is not going to phase you or you wouldn't have accepted the job. No, I feel like I've been a tomboy my whole entire life. And I grew up in a neighborhood where it was predominantly boys. And so I've just played with boys and sports and in the backyard. I mean, that's, that's kind of my personality. So it's not really a big change. I almost feel like I have more of a personality like a boy most of the time. So I can relate more to this. So this is not anything where I feel like you know, it's, it's a big deal. And you grew up in Alton. I did. And A-Town. 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 And you were a Redbird? I was. And you played soccer, obviously. Yes. Did you play anything else? Basketball. Yeah, no for three years. And then once I decided um, where I was going to school, I decided to just, you know, I just focus on soccer. Where'd you go? I went to the University of Kansas. So Rock Chalk Jayhawk. And then I got homesick and I came home and finished my degree over in St. Louis at Harristow. Did you play there? Yes. Okay. So... And then you wind up, I know that you coached at UMSL. I did. And so, But after be, after playing at Harris-Stowe, though, then you play in the MISL. Correct. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What else did you do before between playing in the MISL? Well, let's stay with that. How was that for you? Um, it was a challenge, but, um, you know, I just, I felt like at the time there was no other, well, I shouldn't say I felt like it. I know there were no other opportunities for women to play professionally anywhere. I actually got invited out to a tryout in Washington for the freedom. And while I was there at the tryout, 
the coach comes out and tells the whole entire team like, Hey, just so you guys know, the league has folded. And so this dream of me playing professional soccer just kind of went away just like that. So I came back and I played in some women's leagues, just some indoor. And I'm like, this isn't enough for me. I want to find something that's really going to challenge me and push me. And I still want to, you know, follow my dreams. Um, and so I went out to one of the, the MISL games at one of the steamers games. Cause some of my friends played and I watched and I went out afterwards and I ran into the owner and he just happened to say, Hey, so what did you think of the game? And says, I said, it was all right. It was good. He goes, what do you think the crowd? I was like, it could be more, you know, there's not a lot of people watching. He goes, what do you think we can do? And I said, I think you could put a woman on a woman on your team. He's like, do you know one? I'm like, yep, I sure do. If you want to give me the opportunity to try out, then I would love that. And so Daryl Duran and a couple of the other assistant coaches came out and watched me play in this men's league I was playing in. And um, they were like, yeah, she's, you know, talented enough. Let's give her a shot. And that's how I did it. I'm kind of created my own little thing for myself. And how did it go when you played? It was tough. It was really tough. Um, you know, half the team was like, okay, yeah, this is good. Let's, let's have her bring some, you know, some attention to the game and let's give her the, the opportunity to prove herself. And the other half were like, you know, a woman shouldn't be here playing on a men's team. So that's, I mean, that was the challenge that I faced, but I was fine with that. And I was there to prove myself and it, it was what it was. And how many games did you actually participate? Five. In? Yep. Five. And that's the, the contract that I had. And um, once it was done, it was done, you know, you watch a lot of women's soccer. Now you watch our yes. national team. Yes. What do you think of our national team now? When you watch, when you watch how they play? Oh, I mean, we're one of the best teams in the world. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I love watching them play. I love watching them be successful. Um, and I, I just, I'm a huge fan of it. I love it. Who's your favorite player that you've watched play for the women's national well i gotta say well my favorite was Lori klepney you know st louis homegrown right now becky sauerbrunn's on the team so i always got to support my st louis girls so those are my favorites i'm always rooting for them to be successful ask me huh ask me who's your favorite michelle akers oh okay yeah i like michelle akers and yeah. i like lily i like the, i like that team the former girls yes the mia ham team yeah. the brandy yeah. chastain Julie Foudy. Mm -hmm. I think yep. Foudy probably is the most underrated player of oh. that group. I think she was the leader of those teams. I think Mia was the best composite player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And full disclaimer, I teach that story in a class that I teach. So it's not, I'm not a casual fan of it. You know what I mean? I should know yeah. a lot about it because we're, I'm studying it with the kids. So that's why I have a, that's why I have an opinion of it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great, that was a great team. And I remember growing up watching them and I was in such of such awe of them. And I'll tell you a short little fun, funny, fun story. So I was recruited by Anson Durance to North Carolina. Right. And while I was out there on my recruiting trip, he had everybody over to his house. Cause he said he was having this party with all his, um, all of his players. And so I was like, okay, great. Well, I get there and it was like the national team walking in. So I'm sitting there and in, in comes these players like Mia Hamm and and Cindy Parlow and, and Brandy Chastain. And I'm just like, what's happening? Wow. And, and back then I didn't have a phone that had a camera. So I'm like, I can't even prove that this really happened because I didn't, couldn't take any pictures. And, but it was, oh, I was in, I was just in shock. So Anson Dorns. Yes. And uh, he's still coaching. He sure is. And yeah, he just said something. Um, I, he had some sort of interview and he said just the other day that he thinks that this might be the deepest team this year that he's ever had at North Carolina, which says a lot because North Carolina has always been a powerhouse. So I'm excited to watch him play. Does he coach the men too? Just women? No, just women. Cause I think for a while he coached both. I think so too. I can't remember how long he did it for, but he's, I think he's real passionate about the women's game. Okay. 
So this opportunity comes along at SWIC mm -hmm. and it's coaching guys and you have no hesitation. No, not really. Uh -uh. I had been the assistant there for four years and I had watched the men's program and I was like, man, I really feel like I could help them in some way, shape or form. And then when things didn't work out with the, the former coach, who was this great guy, so I'm not going to say anything about him, but um, when they said, you know, he's not going to be coaching anymore, I was like, I'm very interested in taking up, you know, taking this job. So I applied for it. What are you looking forward to? Oh, man. Have you met? You have obviously been working out with the team. Yeah. You so like, like it's not cold. Like you, you're getting ready to start. You've started. Today. Today was our first day. You <laughs> yeah. just met your team today. No. I, so I started in the spring with them because that's when the, the coaches, the former coach was done. So I trained them in the spring. Okay. And then this, this summer, I gave them their workout packets and I've been communicating with them. So the, the former players, they know me and I've, I've trained with them already. So we already have a good relationship. I just met the newcomers, you know, the past couple of weeks that are coming in and some of them for the first time today. Anybody that you recruited? Yes, there's probably five or six that I recruited in. By the time I got them, the former coach had recruited most of the kids in, but I still got some on my own. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. So, but you came from coaching in UMSL, right? Well, I had been, let's see. So I was at UMSL and after UMSL, I actually um, quit that and I was coaching at a club. Okay. And then I started my own club that was attached to my WPSL team. What was your club? Fire and Ice Soccer Academy. Okay. Yeah. So I had that club. So I was the director of operations for that. I was also the WPSL coach. I was coaching at Altoff High School with the, the girls soccer program. And then I was the assistant at SWIC. That was all last year. And you cut all that out. Mm -hmm. And the only thing you're doing now is SWIC men's, men's soccer. soccer. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know what you're looking forward to. You're looking forward to being able to just focus on one thing. One thing. You is were really spread nice. too thin. I really was. And, you know, the WPSL team was my baby, and this was my 10-year anniversary of doing it. And it's something that you do only during the summer, so I would miss all of that time with my family for vacations when they're off. And I just felt so bad. My son is 12. I'm like, he's not going to want to hang out with me soon. Like, I need to make sure that I make some time for him during the summer. So. How many kids do you have? Just two. I just have two. So, yeah. Has that been hard? Um, yes. Being a mom and doing all this coaching? Yeah, and, you know, I... <laughs> I'm super lucky that my husband is really supportive of it um, because, you know, he's basically a soccer widow during seasons and right. it's, it's all year because high school during the spring, my semi-pro team during the summer and then college and, and club all during the fall. So I never stopped. I just kept going and going and going. Um, so yeah, I, there's, I do have some uh, regrets of not being there more, but you know, my oldest is a soccer player, so he gets it. And my youngest, he's kind of like a video, you know, gamer or whatever you call it. And uh, so he's just like, no, it's fine, mom. I'm just going to be here playing my video games yeah. anyway. But I still just want to spend more time with him. How about your husband? Is he a soccer guy too? Um, No, uh, he's not. He's a baseball guy. He played in high school. And then, um, yeah, he's, I think he's more into the game now because I've kind of made him. And I love it because now he kind of understands the game. And there's even times where he's come to my games, just like, man, your team needs to do this. So he kind of gives me coaching points, which is funny. But uh, yeah, he's not a soccer person, but he supports me. So you were a ball control skilled type player. Yes. Right. I guess. Yes. So I, was a, I was a forward. Right. Mm -hmm. So you were a finisher. So how do your teams mm -hmm. play? Um, well, I kind of, it all depends on the personnel. So you can't ever decide what type of, you know, formation or whatever you're going to play until you see all the players that come in. But there is a certain coach that I really like. 
Um, and his name is Jurgen Klopp and he is the coach for Liverpool and he is like a direct attacking, like go, go, go type of, of coach. Um, and I kind of like to mimic his playing style. So that's my style as well. Good. So that's mm-hmm. what we should expect to see is that, is that these mm-hmm. teams being super aggressive and moving forward. And you feel like you have the, the guys mm-hmm. to do that this year. I hope so. We'll find out after all of our fitness tests, if they're able to press and, and keep going like I want them to. Anson Dorrance said that there was a difference coaching men and women. Mm-hmm. Have you found a difference? Um, yes. Um, well, number one, as we all know, men are faster and stronger, so they cover more ground. So you can play a lot of different formations with them. Whereas, you know, a lot of women seems like you can't play a three back system because they can't co- cover that space. Um, with, but with boys, you can, um, they also, there's just the, the, the pace of the game, the physicality of it. Um, the emotions aren't there as much with, you know, the guys as it is with the girls. It's more just about, you know, getting out there and gritting it out. So I love that piece of it. Mm. Dorrance said, because I always tell people this quote, Dorrance said the difference between coaching men and women is when you coach men, you spend your time convincing them that you know more than they do. They all just assume that you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. When you coach women, Dorrance said, you spend your time convincing them that they are better Better. than they think they are. Yes, confidence, for sure. Men are overly confident, and the women, you always got to keep pumping that up. It's like, for a guy, you can be very direct, and you can say, hey, these are the things you need to work on, and you can say it like just bluntly with a girl you almost have to say hey um you know you do this one two and three really really well but you really need to work on this piece of it so you kind of got to pump them up before you put them down with the guys are just like just tell it to me like it is are your guys convinced um i think they know my history um and the nuke or the do you tell them huh do you walk in and say you know what no you little Nah. They, because they're going <laughs> to eventually some of them are going to be mouthy because they're guys and that's mm-hmm. going to happen whether you're a man or a woman mm-hmm. right well, good luck with that good luck with that you can what? ask my husband you come at me with an attitude you're going to get one back and you're not going to like mine uh at all i can say that i you're a tough coach i am i am i do have a little bit of of um i have a, a grit to me too and it's it's, it's, it's i think it's a defensive um, instinct automatically because I've, like I said, I grew up around men and I've always had to prove myself and they would always give me a a tough time and they would always say things. So I am like, I can respond back to something like that. If they come at me with it, I'm just, I've always been on that edge where I'm like, no, I can, I can deal with what you put at me and it's not going to make me emotional. You're not going to break me down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put this back on you. And now you're going to have to question yourself, not me. So I can, I call it flipping the script. (laughs) You're tough. Yeah. I just don't deal with it. And it sounds like you're comfortable in that role too. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. And did you have to establish yourself this year with these guys or were they like, Oh, you know, we've, we've heard of this woman. We're, you know, we're going to follow her. Yeah. I think most of the people have already heard of me, the ones that are recruiting, except for the internationals, obviously, because whatever, but word travels fast. I've also done a good job. I feel like of, you know, preparing them and being, you know, communicating with them prior to season with my expectations are because we've been in our group already. So yeah. our group chat. So I'm letting them know like, Hey, these are what my expectations are when you come into season. Um, and you're going to tell me based off what you look like in our fitness test and how hard you work, how much playing time you want. And that's it. It's all on you. And what should we expect this year? Like, how do you feel about your team coming into this season? 
I feel really good. I feel really good. I think there's a lot of talented players. We did a little little bit of scrimmaging today. I usually don't do a lot of ball work or even let them touch a ball in the first, you know, week or so. But what? Uh, yeah, no. So it's just Goodness, you gotta we get a whole it. a whole week of conditioning. Um Kinda. Yeah. I said we have double sessions. So we do six 30 and 11. So in the morning session, they don't touch a ball. It's all straight fitness. And then, uh, we do a little bit more fitness in the second session. And if they work hard and they do well, then I reward them by letting them play a little bit. Wow. Incentive. You jump in there in a scrimmage with them. Oh no, no. I've torn my ACL three times and I've currently got a partially torn lateral meniscus. So my knees won't let me do anything anymore. All right. What don't people understand about coaching junior college soccer oh, understand about it um i feel like the the overall perception of it is like it's okay i'm gonna go here if it's like the last resort that i have which is which is something that i don't understand because it's really if you look at it it's a financial thing like if i can go and pay you know, $15,000 for the same classes that I could take for free at a junior college the yep. first two years. Like, why would I want to incur this this amount of money? Not to mention, if you are really a, a top-level player or feel like you are, why not go to a junior college and get two years of experience under your belt and transfer out for two years? And now your chances of getting playing time are way greater than going as a freshman and sitting behind sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So you can play for two years and, you know, and, and, and get it for free, or you can go here, pay the same amount of money, not pay it, play at all, and possibly just quit because your confidence goes down. So yep. I, I, I love the JUCO route. For every family, it's a different decision, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like you. I'm like you. I, t I suggest it all the time to kids. You know, it just depends on what your economics are. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's that's what I see. And the and the label that you desire. So many kids I see them nowadays are like, I want to go D one just so they can say that they go D one, and then they go, they don't play, and they transfer. They tra it's all the time, and I'm like, you're gonna be so unhappy. And I think that's, I think as coaches at the high school level, we do them a disservice by not explaining to them like this is what could possibly happen. I need to make you aware of it. You need to go somewhere where it's gonna be better fit for you for your academics first, because ultimately that's what it is. And then the soccer piece second, because if, if soccer doesn't work out, you're still going to want to stay at the school. Cause if you try to transfer, you're going to lose credits. So I just, I don't know. I have a different perspective on it. Me too. And you've, mm -hmm. you, you've convinced me. It sounds like you're, you're pretty good at giving that pitch about playing on the pitch. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm one of those, like I said, I was recruited to North Carolina and that was like my dream school. And, all, and he was the coach of the national team at the time. But I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to play here. Like I don't, I can't sit on the bench. I'm someone that needs to be on the field and I will be unhappy if I'm sitting here. Like this was a, an honor that I was recruited and considered, but oh my gosh, I don't think I could, I don't think I can sit. I don't think I could sit. So I made that decision. So when people try to explain, oh, you don't understand. No, I get it. I was recruited to the top program in the country and I chose to go to Kansas, which was a three-year program. It was brand new. And I went and I played and I, you know, I got big 12 player of the week, made two all tournament teams, started as a freshman. And I was, you know, I was happy with my playing time that I got there. I feel like there's a lot of great soccer right here i mean i know oh. there is i mean like three state championships last year with with the girls mm -hmm. um yeah. every my team was class. one of them yeah all <laughs> yeah and um 
congratulations to you on that. Oh, that's that's them. I, mean, I do. I'm just standing on the sideline helping. Right. You know, the the main coach. I give him all the credit, and then actually I give the girls the credit. And it's all, as coaches, we just kind of stand stand on the sideline. Is it harder or easier having all these good soccer players right here for recruiting? Um, I'd say it's. It's a combination because some of those really good players are like, I want to get out of here and go yeah. away. And it's like, man, you could just stay here. And there's so much, you know, let's let's make the St. Louis teams the good teams, you know, because you're always fighting who's who's the soccer capital of the, the U.S. And it's like Kansas City or us. Well, no, let's make all of the schools here that. But um, is Kansas City as good as as St. Louis, <sighs> especially the Metro East and soccer? No way. You know, oh yeah, I don't, I don't think Bring so. Bring me the hate Kansas City people. I don't care. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe it. Really? Is it? Is it? Is it comparable? Um, I, I would say Florida and California, maybe, but I've yeah. never. I, you know, when I looked at all the All Americans, there's yep. two girls from Troy on there. Yep. You know, yep. and I'm like, mm-hmm. where I didn't see, see any Kansas City I didn't kids see on Kansas there. City. No, I saw no. Colorado. No, yeah. I saw Colorado. Colorado's probably out there. They have some really good programs in Colorado, like you said, California, Florida. You know, the coast, they usually have really good players. And then then St. Louis, yeah. All right, Coach. Well, thanks so much for coming by. It's a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. And uh, so when's your first game? August 21st. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. Mm -hmm. Against whom? We are playing Allen County as our first game. Do you have to beat Lewis and Clark to go to the national tournament? Uh, no, because, so there's different divisions in junior college. There's division one, which basically just means you can offer housing as part of your scholarship. Gotcha. And then there we're division two. So we don't offer housing, but I mean, we have full scholarships. So, I mean, they can pay for their house. So <laughs> they don't, cheap. so you don't play against Lewis and Clark. No, we do. Like we play division one programs, but we don't play them to advance to like, ah. you know what I mean? So we, the, the divisions doesn't matter who you play. It's just for playoffs and, and what you can offer in your package. All right. We'll come back yeah. and, uh, talk to us at the end of your season. I want to know how it went. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Lindsay Eversmeyer, Swick men's soccer coach. Thanks yes. so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. All right. We're going to talk bodybuilding with four-time guest Paul Nicoluzzi and Sierra Draper. But first, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game the chance to serve you. They have offices in Waterloo, O'Fallon, and Edwardsville with more than 130 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 5,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at blastinggamegroup.com. You will not be disappointed. And when you buy that new house, you got to finance it. you gotta got to do a new mortgage. Go to Callaway Home Loans. Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now and will save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are low, rising, they're dropping, and you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $100 to the Metro East High School or junior high team of your choice. He'll give $100 to Edwardsville High School Tennis. He'll give $100 to Alton High School Soccer. He'll give $100 
to Cahokia Wrestling, you wow. name it. Call Andy today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. And you know Andy. And yeah, if you don't mind me cutting in, he's a really good friend of mine, known Andy. We've been friends for 30 years. You know, I consider him one of my best friends. We're still in constant contact. He's a great guy. He really cares about, you know, the community. Anybody who knows Andy knows that. He's always contributing in some way to Edwardsville. And like you said, he'll donate to various sports teams. He does that. He's active in the schools for his children. He's just a really good guy all around. He is a good guy. I wish we had more like him. Be great. Well, we got we got a lot, though. Oh, yeah. And we got you. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's, he's a top quality individual. Another quality individual is to your right. Welcome to the show, Sierra Draper. Thank you for having me. Two of my former students sitting right here. Yes. Two bodybuilders. Yeah, who'd have thought? So, be, you were a bodybuilding inspirational yeah, figure. Yeah, so when you were looking at me, right. were you thinking, man, I'm going to be a bodybuilder? <laughs> yeah, this guy's really yoked and attractive. I want to look like uh, him. Ah, <laughs> yoked, and I'm not sure anybody's <laughs> ever described me as yoked. All right, let's, <laughs> let's go to you for Sierra. Sierra, how long have you been bodybuilding? Okay, so I think it's been about four years now, 2020. And how'd you get into it? So I always wanted to see how far I could push my body. And after chiropractic school, I thought, new goal. Let's see how far I can go. Because you're a doctor. You are a doctor of chiropractic medicine. I sure am. And where are you? Where, where do you practice? So in Bethalto, it's actually East Alton address, but it's right across from the entrance to the Bethalto airport. Oh, Okay, I know where that is. Cool. Yeah. And so you get done with Cairo school and you're like, I want to be a bodybuilder. Yep. I've always eyeing it out for a couple of years and I was like, now is the time to do it. Let's do it. How many hours a week are you dedicating to your craft of bodybuilding? Oh, right now, I mean, I'm in the gym up to two hours at the most, two and a half hours. A day? Mm-hmm. Every day? Every day it's a little bit shorter, but I mean, it's, I have shorter days and longer sure. days. Gotcha. But Two and a half, three. And, and you've got an event coming up next weekend at the Ameristar Casino. You've got the MPC Midwest Naturals. Mm-hmm. That's be my second time doing that show. Okay. How many competitions have you done? Um, this will be my fourth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how are you doing in these shows? So far, knock on wood, I've placed at every, every one. And I have, ju- I have judged her before. Yes. She's a good competitor. What Very is she good? good at? What are her strengths as a bodybuilder? Uh, the shape of her body, uh, lean conditioning, um, stage presence. She's not nervous out there. She looks like she belongs. That I don't know. I mean, you can teach that. I've gotten better at it over the years, but she seems for a young competitor to have really good stage presence. Um, she hits all her poses, doesn't make mistakes. Do you and, feel like you have good stage presence, or, or no. do, do you feel ner- <laughs> Are you nervous before a show? Oh yeah. Really? I feel like the show he judged me on. I was actually probably. My most nervous one. Well, and Dave, everybody's nervous before a show. You're going against really good athletes. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at backstage, you're like, wow, look how yeah. built that person is. I got to go do battle here. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just how you handle your nerves, honestly. Yeah. It's so. mostly I and people backstage or they'll post the names. Like, I don't know, sometimes they post the names. Like, who's in your class? And sure. you look around, like, who is this person? And you're like, okay, that's a person I need to go fight. <laughs> but wow. you need to just take it back a level and have fun with it because – that's when you sure. in trouble. You can only control you. Yeah, exactly. So what does it mean, MPC Naturals? So that is a natural federation, meaning we don't use any... Um, Steroids. Yep, enhancers. Okay. And are they, they're testing you before, during, and... 
So the NPC is a little bit different than the NAMBF or OCB. Um, I know the NPC, they'll, if you place her, I think overall, they'll do a, like a urine sample. The NAMBF, which is my show in September, they'll actually do urine sample and a polygraph. Hmm. Yeah. Do your patients know that you're a bodybuilder? Some of them. Yeah. They know I can fight them if they need to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to fight you. I'm I don't. Sure They're you all great. They're all great patients. All right, Paul, what about you? What are you working on right now? I'm working on myself because I have to do more shows in 2024, and that's going to go by pretty quick. Um, you know, it just seems like yesterday, me and you were doing interviews last year. I was in the middle of a really successful season, my most successful by far. So I got to make improvements. Uh, I'm going to go for another world title. You know, 2024, I'm going to try to get the Masters World Championship. Again, I'm going to go in the open class for open worlds. Is that the one? Go against you those the, youngsters. The yeah. Spartan mask with the Won big. the Spartan helmet and the medals. And yeah, won, won a pretty good paycheck. And uh, to be a two-time IPE Masters World Champion, there isn't one. So I'm going to try to be the first. Either you, you know. guys ever golf? You ever golf? I've golfed once at Oak Brook. I need to learn how to golf. I keep getting asked to for business purposes, other purposes. Hey, it's a good way to make connections. Only so many hours in a day. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I mean, I, I'd like to go golfing with you, Dave. I got a lot of friends who golf. I don't and, golf anymore. I'm and, retired, uh, officially retired of golf. I actually don't ask girls to golf, right. so I don't have that problem. All right. Well, I'm glad you said <laughs> I Oak Brook. I to golf all the time. It's just a skill I don't have. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know, maybe someday. When I'm, I'm, glad you said, retired. I'm glad you said Oak Brook because if you're going to golf, you need to go to Oak Brook Golf Club. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public, public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best courts to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played it and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest. Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. And I can vouch for Dave on that. I don't play golf. I've been out to Oak Brook for fundraisers. It's good. It's and, I know, and I know Mike Surrey. He's a great guy, too. And that guy loves mm -hmm. golf. He's been good at golf a long time. When we were much younger, he was just, you know, he's a stud. Third generation golf uh, owner there. Why? Yeah, and he's got the skills to back it up on the course. So, And they give a lot of kids uh, yeah. free golf there. Lots and lots. Yeah, that's okay. great. Sierra, what do you love? Besides the fact that you push your body, what do you love about the sport of bodybuilding? Mm, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> so besides that, I like to see... I like just to be healthy and just keep up with my health. Um, and like I said, pushing myself. And there are some friendships made through that. I mean, in this area, I don't have very many friends that bodybuild. So through that, I get to meet people and kind of get that connection as well. Where are you training? Right now, I'm at Leisure World in Bethalto. And how's that going? It's going good. They have everything I need. Have you been there this whole time? Yeah. yeah that's what the place where you've always trained? Yeah. Have you worked at all with Paul? Has Have you guys talked? Uh, have you given her any coaching yeah, or tips uh, or any of that kind of stuff? I, I told her about, I critiqued her when I judged her, and mm -hmm. we've talked about things. You know, now it gets a good idea. We should probably work out together. That's probably a good idea. I do have a Leisure World membership. Mm -hmm. I usually work out the one in Collinsville. I can go to the one in Bethalto. Those are very nice. I've been there before. 
Is bodybuilding different for women? Uh, yes and no. I mean, to me, there's certain lifts that just, she does bikini and I do bodybuilding. So certain lifts that I do don't really benefit her. Um, but I mean, for the most part, yeah, we could, we could do a workout together. She's going to hit the basics, especially something like legs. I don't think there's one exercise that I do that you wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something like she's not going to spend a long time just destroying like your chest and stuff like that, that a male bodybuilder needs. Or she's not going to really beat on her traps for a while. But, like, something like we could have a leg day and we'd probably do about the same thing, probably. Same weight, too. <laughs> sure, why not? That I don't believe. <laughs> you're, you're, you, are kidding, you are kidding me for sure. Any injuries for you, Sierra, in bodybuilding? Um, knock on wood again. I have, haven't. I mean, every once in a while I'll get some tight muscles and pull a muscle or something, but nothing major. Um, I've noticed the more shows I do and the stronger I get, I less injuries. Mm-hmm. Got to really watch your form, though. That's hmm. a lot of it. Do you ever suggest weightlifting to your clients? Is that ever something that you're ever able to recommend and work into your yeah plan for health? Yeah, absolutely. It's just getting them to the gym sometimes. <laughs> were you an athlete in high school? You were my high school student. I don't remember you playing any sports in high yeah, school. Yeah, I was actually on the EHS when girls won state um, in track. Okay, that's I right. I was part of I that. I do remember. Yeah. So, Coach Tompkins, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. What did you do then? I did four by one and 100, four by two, 200. Okay, so you had an athletic background. Mm-hmm. Any running now that you do associated with bodybuilding or not? Um, I don't do it unless unless I have to now. Gotcha. Prep. <laughs> but in my time in high school. <laughs> how about diet? Super important, right? Every time, yes. I, every time I talk to Paul, he's always amazed me by how clean he eats and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. And, and that's year round too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, obviously I'm not on prep, but I'm eating pretty clean. When the average mm-hmm. person sees what I ate, they're like, Oh, how do you watch your diet like that? She's like that too. I've seen her in the off season. I mean, she doesn't it's not like she's putting back cheeseburgers every day. I'd say your diet, mm, she's pr- probably nine out of 10 meals are pretty good in the off season for you. Is that about right? Yep. Chicken and rice and vegetables. And yeah. what's your weakness? What's the one thing you like? If I put it in front of you right now, you're like, oh, man, I got to have that. It changes all the time. Doritos right now. Like, uh, just one. <laughs> Love those Doritos, huh? Yeah, I'll just lick the stuff off of it. Don't <laughs> How about you, Paul? Like a cheat meal? Oh. Or cheat food. Pizza or ice cream? Yeah. Always get me. Like, when I, whenever I was in prep, I would, on occasion, get a bad meal early in prep. And it would be like I'd order, like, an Emo's pizza and go get my favorite Blizzard from Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. Like I said, as, as I got later into prep, obviously you can't do that if you're doing it right, you know. What would you say to women who are thinking about getting involved in bodybuilding? If they're thinking about it, I would say just go and go and do it. Is it bodybuilding first or don't you have to like first learn about weightlifting and, and getting fit? I mean, before if, you jump into bodybuilding? I would, If they haven't gone that far yet, I would say just go to the gym, get familiar with the right. gym, learn workouts, learn form, and that's most important. Then you can always build from there. Mm. Build muscle, build some strength in certain areas, and then if you want to bodybuild, I would say build, you know, you can head towards that direction. What are what are people not understanding about it? Because I feel like when people, I think people make a lot of assumptions about bodybuilding in general. What are the things that people assume incorrectly? That I starve myself, probably. It's probably what a lot of people think, that we just don't eat. Do you? I, I agree with that because even when my calories are low in uh, the deep 
water part of my prep, they're not as low as you might think. No, they're not. And especially in the off season, you know, I mean, I try to, I'm sure Sierra's the same way. I try to eat considerably more food. So when it's time to cut, I can eat more. Yeah. If I eat 2,500 calories a day year round, that means that's what my body's going to burn less than that. And I don't want it to. So like this is just for me in the off season. I try to, it depends on where I'm at. If I'm bulking or just kind of maintaining my body weight, it's usually between three and 4,000 calories a day. So why not power lifting? Why not, why not just strength? Why, why the sport of, of bodybuilding instead? I, I like seeing those lines and definitions and see, seeing, you know, what you build underneath. And competing in that mm-hmm. way. And then just the whole package, the stage presence of the hand, all of that put together just amplifies it. And just seeing it on show day, it's like, wow. So you're nervous being on stage, but you love it. Yeah. Showing off what, yeah. showing off what you've done. How long have you been pre- preparing for this next competition? Um, a year. A year. Mm-hmm. I usually do a year in between. Okay. So then after this show, you won't do another show for an entire year? Um, I'm actually having another one at the end of September. So after that one, I'll take a little break until uh-huh. next year. And yeah. where can people find out more about this? Or they just need to go to the Ameristar website? and um, where, would you where can think? people find um, out on this? See, the, the promoter's jacked mm-hmm. tone. You could Google search him or uh, the, the show itself. And I, will, I do know Jack and his wife, and uh, I like them a lot. During COVID, they put on shows all over the country, mm-hmm. I, all over the Midwest. He, he promotes various shows. I think off the top of my head, he's got at least 10, 12. Mm. Um, yeah, he does. He does. He does that. He does. A, he did all that during COVID. He promoted a lot of shows, gave people an opportunity to compete when we didn't. He put a lot on the line to do it. So that gave me a newfound respect for him. So. Are you judging? At no, no, I'm not judging. No, I'm not judging this show. I will be judging her at the Gateway, though, September 24th, and that's another great show, too. And where is that one? They That one's in St. Louis. It's not a Maristar. Yeah, it's like at Ledoux High School. Ledoux High School, yeah. yep. Wow. Another another good venue. Another very good venue. I've judged shows there before. Hmm. So Cool. Have you competed at the Maristar Casino before? Oh, Yeah. Not so have I, and that is a great mm-hmm. venue. I mean, you can go eat, you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. in the casino afterwards. It's great. Don't have to worry about parking. Uh, I like to stage out there. I mean, it's, I'll, I'll be there supporting her and other people in the fitness industry. How much Very are important. tickets? Uh, I idea. think it's a day show, night show. Oh boy, I don't want to tell you so the they wrong figure. Have a day show. <laughs> That's usually cheaper than the night show. So night shows where they do the awards. And, you know, that's where you figure out placing. So that one costs a little bit more. Yeah, I think the night show. Save 50, 40? 50. It's, it's 50. Yeah. 50, you can go to both of them. I think 30 just a day. Are there women, Are there weight classes in bodybuilding? It's just women yeah. and men. Well, so in there bodybuilding, are. there is weight classes. I think for you guys, they're going to break you down to height. Yeah, I'm usually height. Height? Yeah. yeah. Yep. How tall are you? I, I thought I was 5'5", five five, but sometimes I'm 5'4 when I show up. <laughs> When you when you prep, you tend to shrink. I don't know what it is. Uh, she probably knows better than me. But like, if you've ever measured yourself after prep or before prep, there's about an inch difference. Wow. Uh-huh. So I wonder where that cut off. Like, were you with the taller girls or the shorter girls? Were there just two classifications? There's a lot of classes. But really, now that you say that, this whole past week I've been adjusting people, and I'm like, man, this table doesn't get low enough. What? <laughs> I must be shrinking. Wow. But you say that. That yeah makes sense. 
it's just something to keep track of, Sierra, as you do more shows, like measure yourself before. Then when you get, you know, to low body fat mm-hmm. and your body's holding less water. Not as you know. fluffy to keep me tall. I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak out of practice here. She knows more about discs and maybe your whole body's more hydrated. Yeah. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if that all that plays into it. She would know better than me. That's just a guess from knowing. I'm sure it does. That's just a guess from doing, measuring my height. And then I talked to other people who thought, well, I thought I was 5'10". I'm 5'9 now. And then Mm -hmm. a month later after they're back to normal, they're back to being 5'10". How about you, Paul? How are you feeling these days? You're feeling good? You're still Feel good. Uh, Paul realized his age about three months ago in the gym. I was deadlifting a little too heavy. Tweaked my SI joint, and but it's feeling better now. I've backed away from the heavier compound movements, and uh, I'm back to squatting real hard and heavy again, though. So, you know, things happen. You got to be careful in the gym. Um, and this is just some advice, not just to older competitors, but any competitor. Like, if you have a long work day, a tough work day, watch what you do in the gym. Don't do your heavy compounds on days that you got a real busy day. Like, now I'm doing all, like, if I do deads or rack pulls or squats, it's on the weekend. If I do it during the week, it's light because you need to be you need to be ready because you're just one bad move away, especially doing a compound, something like a deadlift. If you get your form off a little bit and you got some weight on there, three, 400 pounds you're trying to rep out, you're going to hurt something. Where are you working out? I still work out at the House of Pain about once or twice a week, and I go to Club Fitness in Collinsville. Awesome. And I go to, I'll go i travel to O'Fallon Club Fitness. Think about Club Fitness. They have gyms every, every town, I think, don't they, in the area? A lot I can't, of them. <laughs> I can't think of a place where there's not one. So I got to see a friend in a certain town. Hey, let's go get a workout at Club Fit. It's convenient. Have you seen an uptick in the number of women in bodybuilding? I have, and I've seen they've brought more classes that are female-friendly because sometimes women are like, I don't want to do bodybuilding, you know, but there's nothing for me to do. So they added they added bikini, which is good because they're in shape. They're real good athletes. They added women's physique. Figure's been around a long time. And um, like I said the natural federations really cater to female athletes as What's well. What's the difference between physique and bikini? Oh, well, physique, they like a lot more thick muscle. Okay. You know, they're, I mean, they're much bigger gals. Like, and in bikini? They have a, a physique similar to her, lean, muscular. And the physique girls are lean too, but they just got a lot more muscle. She'd probably have to be 10 or 15 pounds heavier to be competitive in physique. Are they grading physique closer to how they would grade guys? I would say so, yeah. Good, good analogy. They would, uh, a woman's physique competitor is definitely more comparable, I would say, to how they judge a male bodybuilder than how they judge a bikini competitor. And I've asked you this before: sure. what people don't what don't people understand about bodybuilding? Uh, the, honestly, the diet they know it probably sucks because like, I could never diet. I like food. I like to drink beer. Yeah, and they're like, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, yeah, but they don't realize the restrictions that it that it puts on you. It makes everything just a little harder. Mm-hmm. Like going to a wedding. I mean, I like a good wedding. I want to eat the cake. I want to eat that whatever that food is they put in. You know, in the steel plates there, all the got more sodium. You know, can almost stop your heart. There's so much salt in it. I like to eat that stuff on occasion. Or the, you know the the wedding the wedding I believe green- it's called mastacholi or the, or, the- or muscacholi as we say in Madison County or I don't know where they get these but the the green beans they serve at every wedding you know I, I those things are 
With bacon. Bacon full of salt. I don't even know what. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I like eating all that stuff, and I like to eat the wedding cake. It's really good. But you, if you're doing prep, sure, you can go to a wedding. It's not fun, though. You're counting down the minutes till you can leave and not be rude to whoever invited you to it. Yeah. And God, God forbid you're ever a groomsman at a wedding in prep or a bridesmaid. I've been one, and it is tough. You've been a bridesmaid during prep? This weekend I am. Oh, wow. See? Uh, is that, that that's your first time? For Being a bridesmaid during prep? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to you're going to see. Much, uh, affects every aspect of your life. Every aspect. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it's like being a kid. Honestly, man, it's like I'll you know, bring my own food to that. Yeah, yeah, bring your own food. Like you know, a baby yeah. can only do formula. We got our, you know, our diet food, and we it's got to be a certain time of the day, almost like a baby. You know, you know when to give them formula. And mm-hmm. what are you eating? You're eating just chicken. Oh, with chicken, nice. like vegetables. I, yeah, vegetables. Uh, I vary my protein sources. I don't eat the same protein source twice in a day. I do like, you know, I'll do chicken, salmon, uh, turkey, lean red meat on occasion, maybe some whey protein powder. If oh. my schedule's real tight, real busy, I try to eat more food and try to stay away from the, the supplements like that, the, pro, you know, the protein bars and the shakes. I do do them on occasion, but I'd rather get food. Sierra, I'm sure, feels the same way. It's better to get food. How about you? What are you eating? Right now, it's a lot of chicken, so I don't really like fish. And hamburger, like, just beef is out of my diet right now, so I have chicken for lunch and chicken for dinner. So this wedding, I'm going to have my chicken (laughs) and my rice and hope they have a microwave. And and I am fortunate. I have just, I've conditioned myself to eat fish. I can do it twice a day. You know, I, I, I can do salmon and cod on the same day. And I'm lucky because a lot of bodybuilders like they're, they're like Sierra, like I just can't do fish. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when I help, when I diet coach and I do people who want to lose weight, I just can't do fish. And I'm not gonna lie, that can make things difficult because there's only so much chicken you can eat. Mm-hmm. And turkey's pretty lean, but like Sierra, to where she's at, she's in deep water. She's almost on stage. Mm-hmm. She can't do beef right now, so it really kind of limits your options. How about Reese's peanut butter cups? Yeah, those are good. Reese's eggs. <laughs> Can you do those? No. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, no. Think about them. All right. Well, Sierra Draper, I'm uh, wishing you good luck in your competition. Make sure you post some pics and tag us in them, and I'll, I'll yeah. repost them after, after we publish this show because I know that the listeners are going to want to know how you did. And if you want to follow her, go check her out next weekend at the Ameristar NPC Midwest Naturals. Paul, always good to see you. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to give a shout out. I'm uh, judging the Iowa Naturals August 20th. So Ryan Irwin's putting it on. Uh, good promoter and a good bodybuilder. If, you know, anybody, you know, they're competing right now or, you know, Sierra's got a good show she's doing in a week. That's the following weekend. So, hey, drive back up, drive Come up to on. Iowa after you do the, the Naturals. And then your second show, you said you're doing one in September also. Yes. Where's that? That's the Ledoux show. Oh, at, um, at Ledoux High School, you mentioned yep. that also. Yep. And, we're, and folks can Google search that and find out how to check you out. They can, they can get a hold of me. I'll be promoting that show. I mean, okay. I'll be posting stuff on my social media sites. That's a great show. I've right. done it before. I've judged it before. So, All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming by. It's so good to see my former students doing doing big things. And I'm so glad I inspired you both to become Yeah. I mean, how many, how many teachers have <laughs> as many bodybuilders? 
As former students, they stay in contact with this youth. I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't my bodybuilding career that made you want to be a bodybuilder because <laughs> I'm, I'm building my body, but I'm not. I'm building it in a much different way. Yeah, than, you're than, just writing on that whiteboard, and I was like, man, I want biceps like that one day. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. I don't think, <laughs> but I don't even have a whiteboard. I've got a chalkboard. So that, oh, pr- that proves that, 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 that you're lying. So uh, anyway, all right. Big thanks tonight to I uh, guess Rayshon Taylor. Alan Seedley, Alex Stell, Lindsey Eversmeyer, Paul Nicoluzzi, Sierra Draper, and for partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger, Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. Our engineers, Brian Crock and Everett Hicks, thank you for listening to the, to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.